Hi, welcome to another episode of my podcast, Stress Bucket Solutions. I'm really enjoying recording it, basically, because I get to sit here and just chatter away to myself and no one's going to interrupt me. So it's the best thing ever. Uh, But I hope you've been enjoying it too. I hope I've been giving you value and you are getting some help with it and some understandings and maybe some tips and hints and that kind of thing. Um, If you'd like more of something in particular, please just send me a message. I people, I wish people could tell you, I have had messages from people and their their episodes have been recorded. And I think I've even mentioned them in the episode as well. I don't have to mention you, but if there's something in particular you want me to focus on, then I can give you the solution focused opinion on that as well. So today's podcast episode is on anxiety warning signs. So, you know, what is normal anxiety and what is anxiety where you need to get some help? Um, anxiety is a normal part of life. It's really normal to feel anxious. I feel anxious often um, when I'm going to give a presentation. I used to feel anxious when I was recording my podcast episodes. You know, you just want it to go perfectly, don't you? So there's normal amounts of anxiety. Exams, you know, if you sit in an exam, uh, if you're going for a job interview, there's normal levels of anxiety. It's just your brain trying to keep you safe. Um, But it's a very fine line, isn't there, between normal amounts of anxiety and then generalized anxiety disorder. So what is it that are the warning signs? What do you need to look out for? Now, if you want some more information on this as well, um, this is, I've written a blog on it on my website. So just go to ginlally.com and you can read up on it a little bit more. And I've also given lots of tips. Um, I've done a a separate blog blog post on um, books specific for anxiety, my book recommendations uh, for this kind of area uh, as well. Um, But let's look at what's normal anxiety. So, you, you know, what's very normal, like I said, there's normal and abnormal. So normal anxiety occurs, there's there's an obvious trigger, okay, you're going to get some butterflies in your tummy, you might feel a bit shaky and sweaty, it's a bit unpleasant, but you don't lose complete control, okay, you can still function, you might not be at your best, you've got this nervousness about you, but you know, you make it through the exam, you make a few mistakes at the interview, but you know, But as the situation progresses and passes, the symptoms subside as well. And then afterwards, you can look back on it and you can learn from it. You can make a joke about it uh, as well. And you sort of get on with the rest of your life. But when does anxiety become abnormal? So let's look at some signs that I sort of like ask my clients about. And if or if I hear people talk about it, I'm like, you just keep a check on that. Do not wait until your stress bucket overflows. So a lot of people come to me and their stress bucket has been overflowing. That did not happen overnight. They had these early signs and they ignored them. It it doesn't make my job any more difficult. It makes your job more difficult. So for me, I will carry on regardless. But for you, it's sometimes harder work if you've waited too long. So please look out for early signs of anxiety. Okay, so I'm going to give you five tip, five signs because I don't want to overload you with things, but five signs of early anxiety. The first one, it's not going to surprise you if, if you've been listening to my podcast uh, long enough. Poor sleep. Those disrupted nights of sleep and frequently. OK, that is time to get help if you are not sleeping properly. And this is frequent. This is not just now and again when you, you know, you have got your driving tests coming up or something. You know, yeah, there might be a couple of nights there. You're not going to fall asleep well. But once you've done it, you'll be fine. You'll be back to normal. 
But if you're having frequent nights of disrupted sleep, it may be time to consider getting some help. The thing to remember about anxiety is it stops you from falling asleep really easily. And so then you're constantly tired the next day. And then the vicious cycle starts again. It makes you more anxious. You can wake up during the night as well for no apparent reason. You know that feeling, waking up two, three, four o'clock in the morning, your mind's racing, you can't get back to sleep again. All those things is your brain preventing you from sleeping by keeping you alert to the polar bear. It's keeping you vigilant. So poor quality sleep, disrupted sleep are the first signs of building anxiety. I'm not talking just about occasionally when you've got an obvious trigger or an obvious, you know, uh, event coming up that might give you anxiety. This is when if you're saying this has been going on for a while, we're talking months, years. I know people have said that they've never slept well since something major happened in their life and they're still not addressing it. So, you know, have a think about what your sleep quality is like. So that's the first one. Number two, really intense, irrational worrying. Really intense. Now, we all worry about little things, okay? And we can worry about big things as well. You know, don't get me wrong. But when that spreads out into lots of areas of your life, you should consider getting some help. That constantly worrying and catastrophizing over even everyday scenarios. Your brain is designed to think negative, to keep you safe. However, if you're walking down the street eating an ice cream, there's nothing to worry about. But if that still makes you feel anxious, this feeling of anxiety sits with you all the time. Your thoughts keep taking you off to those far off scenes in your imagination. Then that's not right. It's going to start affecting your social life, your work, although it spreads into other areas of your life. So worrying about the future is, is you're worrying about things that will never happen, but it takes time away from what you're doing now. Is it really, really powerful? Your mind can't tell the difference between imagination and reality. So if you're imagining awful outcomes, your mind thinks it's already happened. This is the absolute definition of anxiety, isn't it? So intense, irrational worry where it's spreading out into lots of areas of your life when you should be quite relaxed. If you're out in the park with your children, you're still feeling anxious. If you are watching one of your favorite films, you're still feeling anxious. This isn't because of those things you're doing. It's just you've had a build up, an underlying build up of anxiety that's now spreading and overflowing into other areas of your life. So be careful. Number three, physical symptoms. Anxiety is so powerful. The mind really affects the body. So look out for these feelings. Heart racing. So like really quite excessive fast heart rate. Sweating breathlessness, where there's no other underlying medical cause, you know, so if it's just happening out of the blue, fidgeting, all those things. Increased anxiety can also lead to IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, those sort of symptoms, and inflammatory conditions like eczema and psoriasis. So often my clients say, yeah, my eczema really flares up when I'm stressed, and it's really calmed down, Jen, since you've emptied my bucket for me. So you know you 
those physical symptoms and often doctors will say as well oh, well you know are you stressed out and that's all they say to you because i've only got 10 minutes to speak to you well you know maybe you should cut your stress levels down it's not as easy as that it's easier said than done isn't it so look out for physical symptoms as well that means your your anxiety has got so high so it might have been subconscious where you didn't notice it but it's now coming out in your body because it's causing inflammations so that's the third one, physical symptoms. That That's quite a sign that you should be maybe getting some help. Number four, irritability. Now, this is sometimes that often gets ignored. So people just think, oh, well, I'm just in a bad mood. I'm really stressed out. But please be honest with yourself or ask your friends and family. Are you getting a shorter and shorter fuse are you snapping at the smallest thing and just feeling grumpy? Again, something my clients will often say, they've noticed, you know, the, the kids are really, you know, really wary of starting to be wary of them because they're just always at the, you know, just the end of their fuse. They're at the end of their tether all the time. And this is that opt-out clause of the primitive brain, anger. It's just the early sign of that, that defense mechanism. You're feeling under threat and you're biting back. So when I see people with road rage, I just think that there's a full stress bucket. So it's not, you know, when I see people with road rage, it's not that little incident that's happened that has caused them to flip out. It's all the underlying stress in other parts of their life. When I get someone, you know, grumpy in customer services or someone tells me their boss shouted at I'm like, they've got a lot going on, obviously. It's not that that sent them over the edge. It's just all that underlying stress, all that underlying anxiety has filled up the stress bucket. This isn't sustainable. And you should really consider definitely with irritability before it develops into full-blown anger management issues. Please try and catch this early. It's not sustainable. You should consider getting some help before the situation worsens as well. So please don't wait until your stress bucket overflows, like I said. And number five, lastly, this, this is a really interesting one, loss of concentration. You know, sometimes this has happened to me sometimes as well, and I know when I'm stressed, you need to read the same paragraph over and over again because it's not going in or you're reading a book and it's not going in and you're in a meeting or you're listening to a presentation and you're not absorbing anything and your mind's wandering off. You cannot concentrate. Now, we could make excuse, couldn't we? We could put it down to tiredness or being bored. But as that anxiety level, your underlying generalized anxiety is creeping upwards, you lose focus and concentration. A, a massive sign that I look out for, which, you know, it's just just happened through observation, really, with clients is my clients will come back to me after a few weeks and say, oh, I'm back into reading again, Jen. I'm loving my books. I couldn't read them before because I just couldn't focus enough on it because the mind was scanning for danger. It didn't want to get lost in a book. So it's just scanning from one thing to the other, one thing to the other, staying in that negative state, looking out for danger. It cannot relax. It cannot focus. So if this loss of concentration is really persistent, it decreases your productivity. You lose confidence. It lowers your self-esteem. The knock-on effects are slow and gradual, but they build. So once again, please tackle this before it's too late. So all those things 
are the early signs of, you know, building anxiety. You've got to start getting honest with yourself. And this is something I spoke about uh, in an episode, just a couple of episodes back about emotional understanding of things, emotional intelligence. It's time to get honest with ourselves and say, this isn't a society we want to live in where, you know, we start to accept that people are irritable and grumpy because they're stressed. So a lot of people try and cope with their anxiety alone, thinking it's normal, that this this is a normal way to be. And we're encouraged to cover up our flaws a little bit as well. But the effect that anxiety can have on you can be debilitating. The effect of eliminating that anxiety can be so powerful and could change your life. So please look out for these signs in yourself and look out for those signs in others as well. And do something about it before it's too late. You know, you don't want your irritability to build up to such a point that we're talking anger management. You know, we don't want to talk those those physical symptoms build up to such a state. You start getting chronic illnesses. Remember, in solution focus work, we don't need to analyze the cause of anxiety. We know it's a part, a normal part of brain function. But we need to start putting all those symptoms and ways of, of being behind you. So those anxiety feelings behind you, we need to focus on the future without anxiety. It can be done. You need to focus on the future without that kind of anxiety. So look out for those early signs, like I said, in yourself and others as well. Often we don't notice it in ourselves. So if you can see those signs in others, start talking about that is this anxiety that's spreading into other areas of your life. It's not normal. It's not a normal amount of anxiety. And what are you going to do about it? So I hope that this episode helps helps you. I hope it might even help someone you know, if you can help to someone else look out for their own anxiety. They could be struggling and they just don't know where to turn. This podcast is is one of the first places, obviously, I, I would recommend because it's easy, it's free, you can start listening. And even clients who think about coming on with me, I always ask them, look, do your homework on me. Just like I know every little thing I'm going to buy, I do my homework on it. You know, there's no reason not to. So listen to the podcast, read my blogs. They're all out there or look at my content. If this method that I do appeals to you, you don't have to see me necessarily find a solution focused therapist near you. But there are ways to eliminate anxiety. We don't need to manage it. We don't need tools to do it. You can eliminate it from your life. But you need to identify, first of all, what anxiety is and what abnormal levels of anxiety are. And be honest with yourself how much it's affecting your life. So I hope that this episode has helped you today. It's been great chatting about it. It's my favorite subject, anxiety. And that's what I specialize in now because it's a... I use it as quite an umbrella term for lots of different things. The cause of anxiety, you know, it, you, it, once you are sorry, once you eliminate anxiety, so many other things fall into place as well. And you can feel so much better. So I hope that helps. So keep the stress bucket empty. Keep getting lots of good sleep. Keep doing your three P's. Uh, connect with me wherever you want to. Please feel free. I've just had a message today from someone just saying, oh, uh, on LinkedIn saying, oh, I love your podcast. Can I connect? I'm like, yes, absolutely fine. Um, I'm trying to share as much content as possible with you all to help us understand that there's a solution focused way of eliminating anxiety. Take care until next time when we have some more stress bucket solutions. See you then. Bye for now. 